0: corner when I'm not presenting <laughs> listening in and listen in hey everybody
1: welcome to Bass University live here on Tuesday night we'll take a quick break watch John
2: Cruises on the Tokyo rig
3: be a part of the show get some chances to win some awesome prizes Bash you know we didn't have that
4: back then it, 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 it just,
5: gives me so much energy. I mean, like I'm dying.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bash University Live on a Tuesday night. It's great to be back in studio. It's been a, it's been a whirlwind for me, traveling around fishing a lot, uh, as the whole crew is fishing a lot and uh, scoring a lot of checks, uh, weighing in some, some nice fish, uh, all of us. So it's, it's great. We're going we're gonna to visit that tonight, guys. I, I just came uh, off of a, a bunch of tournaments um, on Oneida, on Cayuga, Um, having a pretty good run and we're going to talk about fishing flipping and fishing your strengths and and all those types of things so um, i'm excited to talk about it. it's great to to share that with you guys and bring your questions um, for that stuff and for all the crew and uh, we're going to have fun talking fishing tonight and we have andrew loberg coming on fresh off of his mlf win on the california delta punching uh, it's going to be great. It's a great topic. Punching uh, has been was a factor in one of my finishes up on Lake Champlain, and I I was watching the MLF today, and a lot of guys were punching mats. Timmy Horton, I saw him doing it, um, and it's it's just such an interesting technique. It's the time of year for it. The grass is maturing and mats are developing all over the place. So. We're, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna be talking fishing. So get your questions together and come on over and join us. And um, and somebody, I, I'm always happy to have join us. We've got in house tonight. We got GDP man. It's good to have you with us. I'm glad you're here, Pete, because Brian's been picking on me. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's usually what happens when when he's been I'm delivering
3: me- stressful love, yeah, Pete yeah. Greg. <laughs> it's just just stress combined with yep.
1: love. It comes off harsh sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. When I when I'm when I'm not here, he needs somebody to go to for picking. Is that on, what it is? You know, you came you came so back and it just of something. I'm like out. a funnel. It comes my way, but when I'm not here, it's got to go somewhere. He's
3: just <laughs> hot right now. He's deflecting everything, sending it in other
1: directions. <laughs> That's the way it's been working, yeah. man. It's 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 been a good ride, and you've had a good ride. This this finishes up your third season on the elites. It does, and uh, we're gonna be talking about that tonight. But yeah. you, your seasons pretty much come to an end.
4: For the most part, I got one more open. I'm going to fish, I'm trying mm-hmm. to squeeze myself into that classic with a win. Yes, that's my only way back to the classic for this year. Mm-hmm. I have to win you know, a thousand
1: islands, so that's the goal. Well, thousand islands is uh, it's a huge body. Of course, you. I I remember watching you. Um, man, I'll, I'll never forget you going over to that uh, submerged barge system or something, yeah. jacking barge. those yeah. big largemouth on the elite. Mm-hmm. Yep, up there. It yeah, was pretty
4: exciting. It was a it was a good tournament. You know, I think I finished fifth or sixth yeah. in that tournament, something like that. Uh, but you know, every time I've been there, I made the cut. You know, for all, all elite series events, as far as top forty. Right. So it's it's been good to me. Um, I've learned a lot every year. I keep going back and back. We were there this year. Did pretty good this year. Third ninth. You know just got to squeeze a win out. That's the difference. Yeah, you know
1: it's hard to get over that home.: I know it is. And um, you know this, this, could, this could be the one. I'd love it up there. I haven't been to Thousand Islands for it's got to be 15 years or more. Wow, and, uh, but, the, but for every year, for the first couple of years of my tournament fishing, we would go there, you oh, know, yeah. and when we would go, it was pre-goby. Oh. So it cool. was like 15, 16 pounds. You you had a strong day, and you were competitive. Uh-huh. 15, 16 pounds, man, you're going to be in dead last up yeah, there now.
4: Usually you're not even cutting the check at that weight every day. Mm. You ever see that movie, Tommy Boy? Of course. You're like a fat man in a little coat? <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how the smallmouth look. They literally can't, <laughs> they, they can't put their <laughs> fins in there so fat. I'm not kidding. Wait till <laughs> you see these fish. Ah. I've never seen anything like it.
1: That's crazy. Yep. I, I look forward to it. Like I said, they were they were skinny. You know, and uh, I I remember, and I'm pretty sure the last time I was there was the 9-11 disaster. We had a tournament scheduled and got canceled uh, at that because that happened while we were up there. And it was like a ghost town and uh, just a horrific thing. But, uh, you know, I haven't been back since then. The Gobies came. Everything's getting fat. Yep. Um, It's fun. We see Largemouth playing a little bit. You made them play. I did, yep. Uh, Brock Mosley took a a monster second place finish that one year on Largemouth. Yep. I would love to just one day just go up there and fish for largemouth and just I, not I, not even think about smallmouth.
4: I've done it a little bit in practice itself. Yeah. And it's like, dude, once you find them in the grassy areas wherever you're catching them at, it's just like every cast. It's stupid.
1: Yeah. It's fun. That is awesome. Yeah. I love it. Well, it'll be cool. We'll be up there together. And, uh, of course, we'll be live from the opens on Tuesday night as usual. We had a, man, it was great, lucky, uh, live from the opens on last Tuesday night. I stayed at the out uh, Nida. Um and everybody in the Bash University house just crushed them, Uh, you know. So it was maybe uh, hopefully that happens again this year. It should, I think so, or this week (laughs) at the open. But um, we got Riz, we got BTC, got us up and running. BTC, uh, everything sounds good, except for your mic. Or does it? (laughs) 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 We 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 hear now. But uh, but you've been busy. You had a nice strong finish. We're going to talk about that tonight, man. You're fresh off of a second place finish this weekend.
2: That's right, Pete. Hang on one second. Jeez.
1: Audio echo. Audio echo. You sound good to me. Yeah, me
2: too. All right. No, echo here. Oh, just remember, you guys have no clue what's being pumped out.
1: Well, that's true. Yeah,
2: thanks for your input.
4: But, um, <laughs> See what I mean, guys? <laughs> I mean, yeah.
1: Well, we'll talk. We're going to talk about. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Finish tonight and uh, look forward to that. And Justin Kimmel. And we got Justin Kimmel, professional fish head, program manager at Bass U. Uh, what's going on, J.K.? I know we talk business all day, but tonight we uh, get to talk fishing. I
5: know nobody's going to let me talk talk fishing i'm so excited to hear how you caught him again at Cayuga. first time you've been there in like what eight years or something
1: something um, like that
5: yeah and you didn't i remember pete's practice went like this friday he goes up there he's calling me at 10 30 he hadn't even put the boat on the water yet so you didn't even get a full day of practice you got you got a clue i can't wait to hear uh how you did it tonight uh and i i don't know if i'm allowed to give away prizes that's usually rich's job but uh the grease trap on the message board he took the words out of my mouth uh somebody hook him up he said pete is on a heater dude you are on a heater four <laughs> straight turn let me see if i get this right because it's four now you got toyota series at champlain you got thirteenth. you went back to the bfl at champlain you got fourth and one big bass then you went to Oneida, which has always kicked your butt, and you kicked its butt, got 15th place, and that was the Bass Open. And then what was this? Another BFL at Cayuga, and you got fourth and almost won Big Bass again, Pete.
1: It, it's it been a heater. It's I was talking <laughs> to GDP, and, you know, I've had some experience, like when you win, this is the kind of way it feels, but it doesn't happen that much but it's like I just feel like everywhere I throw is going to be a four pounder it's oh my god <laughs> it's you know and it's just crazy it's been it's been a great run and um and I've just I tell you what it's been really cool is fishing the BFLs and I owe this to you uh JK because you're you know we were talking about you know the all-american and and we mm-hmm. looked at the schedule and the regional for us is for the BFLs is on the Potomac and I love it there mm-hmm. and, and you're you're going to qualify for your regional I think you may have already qualified and wouldn't it be cool if you know a bunch of the bash you guys you know made the regional so I, I signed up for some and uh, it's been awesome they they run a great tournament trail love the guys at the BFL the tournament directors and people running the show I great. love the competitors that are there. Uh, I we were talking about George Hutchinson just a little while ago. Who, um, man, he's. I've been fishing against him and his team. Uh, on the federation level for almost 30 years. It's almost 30 years ago Uh-oh. I started. I met George Hutchison for the first time, and he's still doing it. He's with his grandson, um, who's a grown man. Is you know they're out running all kinds of tournament shots. So you see guys like that. Guys like Mark Schaefer, who we had on the show.
2: Thir- Thirty years ago, Greg De Palma's fiance was born. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually there, helped deliver. That <laughs> <laughs> right, Greg? Yeah, that's right, Brian. Brian was you cut here. the cord? I did. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of weird, Brian. <laughs> (laughs) hey you told me dude Uh, well
1: i'm telling you it's been i've been doing this a long time and i know we make fun of how old i am but there's guys (laughs) i mean it's it's so cool to see them but here's the here's what's awesome btc is the new wave of anglers like riz the super talented guys you see them uh, you know, Riz is dominating down here on the Chesapeake, and up on the BFLs, we I see all these young guys with the forward-facing sonar, yeah, yeah. electronics out the ying yang doing well. I, I don't even know who they are. I've not met them yet, but you can see all the progression of all the new guys, you know, diving into the sport. And it's right there. It's all yeah. there at the BFL. So it, sure. it, it's been a blast. Plus, I think they, made, they tailor-made the schedule for me. I mean, they picked you <laughs> know four or five of my favorite lakes and said go. And I said okay. You know? But you
5: hadn't even been to them in a while, Pete. I mean, here you are. And I, this is no small task in any BFL division. But the participation is at an all-time high. For your region, for all, most all BFL regions in America right now, and you're winning the AOI race with one tournament to go, fifty-eight points or something like that. Pete. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah,
1: it's it's been it's been great. You know, it's uh, this one on Cayuga was. Um, it's just kind of, you know, you're on a roll when I go to Oneida where I have never finished higher than 190th place. And, and, I, and I have a good finish, you know, uh, that's that's when you kind of, all right, well, things kind of, I'm getting a little lucky here. Things are going my way. Uh, but the Cayuga tournament was cool because I, I I didn't think I could make it. You know, we had to do filming for Bash U. We, I had on water training. I, there was no time. So, Friday, I just got up at 3.30, and I decided at 3.30 in the morning on Friday, I'm going. Good decision. And uh, <laughs> I drove yeah. up. I got to the launch ramp at, at Cuyahoga at Union Springs, and I called FLW. I said, can I still enter? I didn't even know if I could get in. Wow. You know, but they had a list of – I just took a chance. Uh-huh. I thought, worst-case scenario, I'll just get to practice the lake for the next tournament, you know, yeah. and I'll just spend a day fishing. But uh, But anyway, I was able to, you know, get into the tournament and – um you know got got 7 bites at practice which was enough to kind of let me know what I was going to do and then and then like I said just God, that lake is unbelievable man they're just big
4: what, so when when did you win there 11 12 what year was it 12 12 so how much has it changed from then till now uh in your opinion like what do you we, what do you we what?
1: talking 1912 <laughs> whatever whatever 12 it was yeah it was uh 12 AD. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was, it was 12 AD, it? <laughs> but
2: the, uh You were working with Moses, dude. That's not fair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Getting information. Yeah, yeah. Moses part seeds. <laughs> <he> <laughs> Which
3: way'd you send them,
1: bud? <laughs> Left or the right? <laughs> they were stockpiled. Uh, but I, I can tell you, it has changed. The biggest change, and it was the talk of the tournament, was the Army Corps of Engineers came in and the the, sh- the boating channel was choked off, and they they eradicated the grass. Oh yeah, yeah. So wow. there's like the whole northern section. What, like the grass was this tall or non-existent hmm. in a lot of places. So there was like rows more or less? Was there like lanes going through it? Or? I, GDP, I'm flat out honest with you, I did not get to look at it all. Gotcha. Right? So I I, looked, I went up to where I normally see big, tall grass, and it was like somebody just took a mower and just gone. Hmm. And I'm like, what? man, it's usually grass from here to the bank and it's, not, it's just not there so oh. I, I just what i started doing was just driving around to find the best grass i could find and it was you know down in the more of the central part of the lake where yeah. they didn't aren't there was no poisoning going on with the grass so um so that was the big difference right the absence of habitat um and with that came a really challenging bite like I like we I was, we tell this story. Uh, we, we had tournaments in the Federation days where we were, had, like, 250 guys. And it's the only time in any tournament I've ever fished, everybody caught a limit. And it happened. That's a lot of limits. It happened on Cayuga. Like, there was wow. so many fish, such an abundance of fish. Uh, didn't fish like that, you know, this time. Yep. Uh, I got seven bites on tournament day, you know. It was it was a challenge, you know, the, the easy flipping fish or, you know, weren't available and, and the top, it, it just was, it was challenging, yeah. you know, to get the bites. So,
5: did you find them in the grass, Pete? I knew that you were going to go look for grass fish. I, I found,
1: uh, you know, one of the fish that I wound up weighing in well, came out of the grass. It was a smallmouth, uh, yeah. oddly enough. It was, yeah. you know, yeah. we were fishing uh, good. That's what I did for the try. I found good grass, and I ran those grass edges uh, during the tournament because the tournament day was really my first full practice day, I felt. And, uh, you know, I got a good smallmouth. But other than that, like when I won, that was huge for me. Like that grass, that flipping bite, getting a good limit in the boat. Mm-hmm. And, and then I could go shallow and, and do my thing shallow and, and maybe call if I, if I had a good day. And I did that a few times. But here it was different. And, you know, I had to, uh, you know, I, I got shallow early. And, I you know, I was catching fish. I caught, caught a big fish off of a willow bush in six inches of water. really, Yep. And everything was shallow. Everything I caught was like this deep. And uh, really, and that that was key because you know, those docks there, Riz, they're they're shallow as it is, yeah. Fire, yeah, you know, like and,
3: freaky out kind of shallow,
1: freaky out kind of shallow. Well, I had to run the Mincota into the rocks to be able to get shallow enough to where I needed to cast. and Wow,
3: those fish have been shallow for since I was there, and I, I, I was getting bites shallow when I was there, and I thought I was chasing ghosts right i I was like this can't be right like this this can't be
4: (laughs) there's something about that lake though why them fish i don't know why but them fish on that lake in particular they get really shallow yeah a lot of them do
1: they're they're not scared of it i mean those big ones uh, definitely got up there i got so to where i wasn't even casting to the fronts of the docks like uh you know which is normally you know you could go up there and you could fish a dock and sometimes five of them would come out and attack your your Uh stick bait and uh, but I would just skip the fronts and I was going to the back and the shallowest part. Right? Yeah. The most complicated, shallowest piece that you could find. Hmm. And um yeah, that's that's where it all went down okay. up there.
5: Wow. That's I've always well. heard, you know, being traveling the country with seminars with all the best guys, you know, it's always the ones that aren't from your region. You know, that tell me you will not believe how shallow those largemouth will get up north. You know, just, and I guess this is kind of what what they're talking about. That's such a weird scenario. I always thought that, you you know, it had to be like a grass situation or something, you know, to bring them up there. But, man, you're talking docks and stuff.
1: Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because they're, I don't think they're up there for comfort. They got to be feeding because everyone that you caught was a flat-out butterball. Like, they were at their maximum weight. Capacity. Their bellies were full, their shoulders were big. It's not like they were just sitting up there killing time. They must. They must have. They must have a forage base up there, or something. But um, you see, snakes. What's that, Uh, J.K.?
5: Did you see any snakes?
1: Like right, like. (laughs) Sanko. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, I didn't see any snakes. I didn't see uh, – I thought – I called pickerel snakes, but we did see some of those. But um, I, I will tell you this. Like, I, I had – I was very fortunate, and you know that your derby's going your way. Because um, I, was, I was skipping a combination. I was using uh, a weightless stick bait or the Dean's rig where I put that VMC half moon weight in the tail so if yeah. i was if i needed it to get down or get into the grass i was using the tail weight and uh when i was uber shallow i was weightless because you needed to skip yeah. you if you could see where your bait landed where it finished skipping never got a bite wasn't enough it wasn't from you far you had enough. to get yeah.
3: all the way to the underback, then in the docks like just way in the
1: back out of your sight because it seemed like if they could see- i mean
3: how, how how shallow do you think those fish really were sitting in like Eight, eight inches
1: like legit enough water to cover their backs, you know <laughs> uh in but it was a short swim to a foot of water or two foot of water, you know what I mean they were but
4: there had to be some kind of cover that they were using you're saying too though, right yes, you okay. okay. yeah. see these fish, you were skipping back into some stuff that's sitting there, and all sudden, yep. they got it,
1: and here's the thing here's here's the interesting wow. thing it, if I that's exciting <laughs> it, that's if crazy. I could, if I could see my bait, the bass wouldn't bite. This is because they could see me. No doubt. Yep. Right? So you had to stay
3: way back and set your angles I, up?
1: I had to jump those fish. They had to get a bait that they didn't expect to come. Like, if they saw me at all, like I this one time in particular, uh, I was fishing a dock. It was a, a shallow, like very plain dock, and and I threw in, and I, I work it out, and I'm reeling it up, and out comes a five-pounder on it, you know? And I'm just, Dum! i froze and that bait's just quivering just doing what it does and i'm like oh this this fish is smoked and the bait hits the bottom he's down on it and i'm like come on man so i i twitched it and he come down on it and then i twitched it again and he got crazy eyes and swam away oh man right he saw me i saw him that fish is not getting caught you know, it's yeah. like those fish are like in that clear water, hyper aware of your presence. And, uh, so that the winning fish, no, the, the it was it had, had a, if I could have executed on yeah, that yeah. fish, but, um, you know, I, I had two key ones and I, I, I'll start out with the, the good one and I'll, I'll give you the bad one. But, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the, the good, the, the good one was I, uh, me and solely stayed at a place and, uh. There was, you know, a, an old wooden dock system outside of the cabin that we rented. And um, I remember I caught, a, like, a three-pounder off there at the one tournament I won. And uh, so I, you know, I wanted to go back and visit that row. And I, I skipped, like, an absolute tragic hero cast. Like, I know, I get bit, I got a 50-50. Yep. You know what I mean? So i I. I rip that baby up there, and it comes to the end of the cast. I can't see it. I can feel it, and it goes donk. I got to come back over top. Four metal members, a couple wooden beams, and poles everywhere. I set on this fish, and he's, he's. I get him over. I can't see how big it is. He's too far under. But I got him coming over the beam, over there. And I get him over all the cross members, and now I just got two poles that I got. And he bangs left, goes around the pole and around a metal beam. Oh, my gosh. And I'm, and I'm just now here, – here's the big deal. Did you guys. see
4: it yet, though, at this point? Or I
1: know no, He's, like, in the shade, That's and like I'm a at a bad sun area. angle. <laughs> I can see a tail. I can see a boil. I, I suspect it's a, a decent fish, but I have wow. no idea. Honestly yet, yeah. so, but I've got fifteen pound gamma uh braid, and I'm tied to a sixteen pound gamma edge fluoro leader so i'm I'm going weightless, but I'm beefed up, yeah for sure you know yep. uh, just for this case, you know, because all the metal and all the crap and uh so i I hold and now I'm starting to tr- ease my boat towards where the fish is, and I just keep pressure, keep pressure, and The things happen that aren't supposed to happen, but he swam over top of the metal beam, Mm. and with some pressure, he swam around the piling just enough where I could bear up on him and drag him out into the open water, and then I could see him. (laughs) And then I about had a heart attack because it was six one. Oh my goodness. Oh my wow. <laughs> you got lucky. <lying. laughs> a six one come through all Holy that crap. God. Shout out to Gamma Line. I mean, that was an amazing <sighs> job. That's a good story. And right? uh, yeah, we, we got him in the net and I'm looking at him, I'm like, God, oh it's the biggest fish I've caught this year. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I was calling him near seven pounds because it's so fat. Yeah. Yep. You know, but they're short. Oh man. You know, so he came in at six one. Mm. Wow. So, so that fish that fish gets caught and uh that gives me four fish for about 17 pounds. Man, you got lucky. Shallow, dude. Shallow throw all that stuff, don't 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 do the whole way out of it. Oh man. <laughs> it, when it's going your way, it's going your way. It's like, well, it didn't all it well here's 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 what that. happened next, right? Uh I I did another hero cast and I caught my limit fish. Pete's hero cast. <laughs> And um, yeah. did you retie after? Nah, why retie? Oh, Pete! <laughs> Pete! <laughs> no! 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 <laughs> no. Forget about <laughs> it. out of retie. I mean, that <laughs> one came
2: <laughs> in again. Yeah, You know what's funny, <laughs> Brian? that you it. say
1: that? Because when I caught that six, I'm like, I, I have this thing that I do, and I teach people. Like, you grab your hook and you pull, right? And you know, if it breaks, you retie. If it doesn't break, you can go. F- you keep fishing. I <laughs> felt my line. There was no abrasion. And I felt I my leader knot was good. My knot to my hook was good. And I made a cast. And I'm like, I reeled that cast right in. And I'm like, no. <laughs> You're retying <laughs> yeah. this leader. You're retying the whole
3: system. So you did retie.
1: I retie. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: my God. I was about to drop the headset.
1: <laughs> I'm like, there's no way if. If you're gonna th- if you broke off a fish you would just kill yourself you would be <laughs> on suicide you watch know, for not retiring so anyway I retired I wound up getting my <laughs> fifth, my fifth fish would put I had like twenty pounds twenty pounds three ounces and um the but I got a keeper I got like a two pounder in the box wow with 20 yeah wow and um everything was big like you said took is big mm. so i'm I reel off a a, a skip cast Way back in there, it's just kind of the way you think you need to go. The woman on the dock's hollering at me uh, for getting too close and really? uh, violating her property line. And um, let's talk about that. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm being congenial. You know, I'm like congenial I'm, Pete. I, I'm back. I'm backing my boat off. At, you know, her dock as. As I start to you know I pop the bait, I pop it again, but i 'm keeping it in there and I, and not and uh but now I'm, I'm kind of in a good spot because my boat's moving away from the fish, and i'm going to be able to bear up a good hook set yeah and i and I do boom the, the <laughs> cash and just woof just loads up, but I had a. <laughs> <laughs> I love it i had the i had to, I, had to tiger. I was over a beam, right. <gasps> And I don't know if it's metal or wood, but I'm over something because I could feel it. Mm-hmm. And you, you feel it pop. And I'm like, oh, was that my line? No, Nope. I got him. I got. And I get them over that beam. Get them around the pilots. Get them through these vertical slats. I can't see any of this, right? This is my cast is way in there. Is this like the next cast after the six? Like it's right after? No, this? no. This is an hour later. Okay. You know, this is a, this is, I got an hour left in the tournament. Okay. Oh my God. And um, I get to fish out. Open water, and I'm like, oh my God, it's a five pounder. It's like another giant, giant, and I'm like, man, this is this is gonna give me two and three quarter, three pounds, you know. And um, I got her, got her coming. She's hollering at me, and I'm <laughs> like, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And uh, and the fish is coming, and he just does this weird underwater somersault, and bink, the hook comes out. Ah! <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> just, dude, it just came sure, unpinned. Sure.
4: You, know, you know what's crazy about that story, real quick? Whenever I think I got them, they, they come off. You ever think about that? <laughs> yeah. Just
2: right? so that lady nights. is so lucky it wasn't Ike that lost that fish. <laughs> oh, man. Or her dog.
1: Oh, man. Wow. It's like it was yep. Pete. Yep. But, it, you know, it. I felt like, and. You know, you, you're not going to, it's fishing. You're not going to catch them all. Even on a high percentage rig like that, I felt like what happened. you were
3: Texas rigging, right? I was Just Texas rigging. Just okay. yep.
1: And I felt like because when I set the hook, I was over a beam or uh, some kind of thing that, <sighs> that I didn't get a, I didn't get a solid direct me to fish, yeah. you know, hook set. Mm. And that I, th- I feel like is probably what happened. I I can't fault myself. I mean, I did every everything as I would, you know, tell myself to do. And that water's super clear. You could see 10 feet to the bottom. And you got a 16-pound leader. 16-pound leader, yep. Right on. Yep. And, um, you know. Sounds like you need that, though. Oh, yeah, the way yeah. that Here, here's the thing. You were getting we're, bit. I, I, I may have not gotten a few bites because of it, right? Like that one five-pounder that nose down on it. Right. Was that a line thing? Maybe. But there's no way I'm catching that six one if right. I'm, if if I'm eight ten. pound yeah. or ten pound test. That right. fish is gone, right. Broken. just not happening. So, so I felt like what I, my I got to jump them right. When you make a good skip and it's quiet, silent, and boom, and just lands, it triggers them. Yeah, right. It gets them right there. So it, you could have twenty pound test on when that happens, and boom, you'll you'll get the bite. So that's what I felt like I had hmm. to do in that tournament. Is stop trying to beg them to bite, yep. and just focus on the reaction. The ones that and just hit as many as many of those things as you can. You know, I had yeah. the minkota on high, and just vzz, 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 uh-huh. just go go go, and just try to try to trip as many of them as I could. Yeah, I like that's it. awesome, Pete. That is, that's good. A,
4: that's good that
5: is power finesse. <laughs> My question, mm-hmm. Pete, is you just weighed in thirty. Bass. The last four uh, tournaments, six th- t- six tournament days. Thirty bass were weighed in by the dean. How many of those thirty were weighed in on a cinco?
1: Hundred <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent.
5: Um, a, legit question. I really want to know this. No, I, I,
1: I'm I'm gonna give you a legit answer. It's yeah. a high percentage. We know this. <laughs> yeah, but I, I gotta say it. it it's a, it's. It's hundred percent, right? <laughs> Cayuga, <laughs> wow. Cayuga. That's pretty
4: amazing, actually. Oneida. <laughs> I'm
1: impressed. Got to
5: fish at Champlain, but they must have got cold out.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I did. It, it's like, um, I'm, I'm. I'm not, yeah, I'm pretty sure everything, but it was all different. Like, I was, I rig them completely different, Some If I were you, I, I would g- sell everything in your boat but sinkers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, you know, for, <laughs> like, for, for the Champlain tournament, I think it w- I was, it was all about flipping in Oneida. The Champlain tournaments in Oneida, it was about flipping. It was using half ounce, three quarter ounce bullet sinkers. Uh, no, I could have probably. I was Senkos, yeah, oh, but man. but I I could <laughs> I could have like used I could could have probably got away with a beaver style bait or other another creature bait, but <laughs> it's in, it's in my wheelhouse. So I, it was that was all flipping. It wasn't until uh, really uh, Cayuga where I broke out the spinning rod uh, that had such a big role. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and that was mainly because I couldn't couldn't get them to trigger on the flipping bite but uh i told you this uh, jk and i recommend everybody does this because it's helped me tremendously and it's helped me in these tournaments that identifying your strength as such an important part of becoming a good angler Mm -hmm. and i went back through my tournaments and i i realized that all my wins and all my top tens i've got a flipping rod in my hand it's just it's something i'm extremely comfortable with i can do it through the doldrums when you're not getting bit and stay focused and confident i it's a it's a way to get big ones it allows you to punch in heavy cover you just
3: you just nailed something right there is the keeping a rod in your hand that you can continue to fish effectively while you're not getting bit Mm -hmm. to get that one bite during the window where they're not biting good and that's a huge thing because i mean i find myself doing it all the time and 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 you know in the last couple years one of the things i've when i get in those modes where i'm not getting bit i ask myself a question and i say am i doing dumb stuff or am i fishing stuff that i think i can get a bite on yeah and if i'm doing dumb stuff i'm not gonna get a bite because i'm changing constantly but if you just
1: if you just keep (laughs) a
3: bait in your hand the whole time that you're that you're going through that that bad bite window and like you said stay focused because it's something that you're comfortable with that's huge man it, that, it, uh, yeah, it like, is you huge. really tapped into something right there because
1: you lose confidence quick like yep. if if you're out topwater oh, yeah. fishing and it's not your thing yep. you know you're gonna try it and then you're you're gonna bail on it uh, early probably and then, and then too start throwing a mag draft and then,
2: <laughs> and you know some. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Well, Rise you guys. Well, lure. you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing: you, you got to find making your, stuff up, some Japanese yeah. stuff, or just put the weight on the wrong
1: end, and <laughs> <laughs> whatever. You, you got to find your wheelhouse. You got to find your strength, and then you take your strength and you apply it wherever you go. You try to look, instead of chasing the bite or chasing what the the guys did on the elite tour or whatever, you start looking for the bites that are. In your strength wheelhouse. And if you find them, you're like, all right, well, this might not be the dominant pattern, <laughs> but it's my strength. Yep. So mm. I might not get as many bites, but I'm going to be competitive if I can make this work.
2: Rich is about to go run laps or do push ups or something.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking
3: about Cayuga here. Like, I was there, you know, not too long ago, a month or so ago, and I had a bad tournament, like bad. And And I did exactly what you're just saying. I went chasing other patterns that if i would have just stuck to my guns and you know believed that the fish i was catching shallow was real i probably could have done something but i got stuck in the doc talk and and hearing what other guys are doing and how they how the fish should be biting and like one of the things that you know it 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 rings so true and it's in one of our seminars uh It's one of Brandon Pollenix. I can't remember if it's the percentage triangle or if it's mentally winning bass tournaments, but he says, the fish are always where you find them. They are where you find them. And in this instance, you had minimal practice and you found them Way up shallow in the backs of docks, in the gnarliest cover, in eight inches of water on a lake where if you were to watch the Bassmaster Elite Series reruns, you're going (laughs) to see fighter flipping in 10 feet of water. You're going to see guys throwing drop shots in holes and in eight to 10 foot of grass out in the middle of the north end of the lake. But you just went and did what the fish told you was going on. They were where they were. And you executed on enough of them to have a great tournament. You know, it's
1: and that and. It. I want to bring back an interview that has impacted me. Is the John Sokup interview I did from the MPFL and. Um, Which one? Uh, the, the one.
2: The one-on-one yep. you did,
1: the dean's. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the winter circle. Winter circle. It was one. Of the <laughs> winter circle. Well, I did two of them with him, right? He's won twice. Uh yep. But he, um, he said something to me like we, you know, Mike coined the phrase "fish the moment," and. That's a great phrase, but I when you marry that with what John says is don't ever take practice out of your tournament. And I'm like yep. wow. That's that's right. that's, Go a, ahead with that. that's a powerful statement. Because you don't you don't want to practice and then quit practice. Just go fish your practice. You want to constantly be developing right. what's happening on the body and be open to it. Yeah. Yeah. Be open to new water, be open to a new bite, a developing yeah. pattern. And if you're constantly fishing your practice, you're going to never see the developing pattern. Right. And so,
3: Justin, I feel like that's something that you you you've harped on that a lot to me in just our conversations of that your co-angling history, when you translate it to the front of the boat, you will scrap things and make adjustments so quickly because you've had to do it from the back, and now that's translating to the front of the boat, and it's essentially that. He, you know, you're you're adjusting with the fish, and you're you're continuing to change as things change because that happens by the minute. You know, it's yeah.
5: That, uh, the funny thing is, I learned something too. You know. It's funny that we're sitting here. I think the last time, a couple of shows ago that Greg and I were on together, he was like, are you going to fish the front of the boat? And I was like, well, I might go back to the back. And here I am back on the front again. But, you know, I won that tournament because of a decision like that, right? I had another top five doing the same thing. And then I go to Ufala and uh, I made the wrong decision because I scrapped something that was the winning fish, no doubt. And that tournament, was a very low weight tournament. The next morning I went back to that spot and popped the quickest 19 or 20 pounds that I've ever popped, you know, like in an hour and a half. But the, the decision that I made was to leave and then try to come back. And of course I couldn't get back on it, but I left. What the real decision should have been was to change more techniques to figure out the mood of the fish there. So I think that's the, that's where I have to grow and recognize, am I in a, a pattern situation, you know, am I, am I fishing for singles along stretches? Like what Pete just, how he won and how, or how he just finished the topic, you got you know, those, that he, he didn't have like an area of where all, they were all right there. And that's what I had found at follow, I had found a, a spot with a lot of fish on it. And I, you know, I should have given them more time. So, you know, that, that brings up a good point. I'm not, I'm by no means the master Of that yet, but uh, we're learning.
1: You've done amazing adjustments as a co, and you know, it changes when you are all the decisions are yours, but you're doing a nice job uh, this year, and and we're looking for continued great stuff coming. But it's that, but that's the I mean, John nailed it for me, Mm -hmm. like that just resonated. It's like, wait a minute, if I was a practice, I would go fish that grass point. Right? And that's exactly what I did at, at Cayuga. Like, I, I I, was in the tournament, and I'm like, well, I didn't fish this or even look at it during practice, but it's a good grass point on a primary lake point. And me, I caught a four-and-a-half-pound smallmouth, and my partner caught a nice smallmouth. Just practice fishing during the event, yep. you know? And you got to keep that. You, gotta, you just got to keep looking and trying and strategizing. And ne- It doesn't stop. That practice should never stop until the time runs out on the last day, you know? Yep. And um, so that was big. Thanks, John. Uh, great interview. Guys, go check it out. John Sokop and the Winner Circle at Bashy it's TV. Uh, not
5: going to. Uh, the one you're talking about is not released until next week. Sorry, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, we talked to yeah. him.
3: We've, we've heard yeah. it. <laughs> well, but guys, stay tuned. One. Yep. www.bashu.tv. If you're yep. not a member, now's a great time to get signed up. During the frog days of promotion, That's frog right. days of summer, it's the last day to take advantage of that. Get unlimited access to over 900 bass fishing instructional videos, including the one we've been talking about from John Sukup. Where you don't stop practicing. You just keep fishing the moment and keep catching them.
1: <laughs> that, that, that's right. And, uh, guys, we got so much going on at Bass U. Empire Covers. Uh, go check it out. 15% off Empire Covers. Use the code BASSU21. Doesn't matter if you have a camper, a jet ski, a bass boat. They make amazing covers. And if you're a subscriber to Bass U TV, use that code, and you're going to get 15% off your cover. And uh, we've got so many other good stuff. We've mm-hmm. got, uh, you know, we kind of we got. I got so excited. Everybody's talking to me about Cayuga. I'm super, <laughs> super pumped. Uh, so we skipped through a bunch of stuff. Yeah, Riz. Like, like,
2: like you know, the promotions and the first commercial break <laughs> at seven <laughs> <laughs> no, fifteen. It was good stuff. Though, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Agreed.
1: I, 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 it was fun. It was fun uh, talking about it. But Riz, what else do we got going on tonight?
3: <laughs> yeah. So as always, we got a grand prize going out the door. That's uh, uh, over a hundred dollars worth of. Of uh, tackle and swag pack and Bash University gear and stuff from our sponsors like Minko to Tackle Warehouse uh, uh, Humminbird You can see it laid out there on the table. And also during tonight's show, we have a Facebook like and share. And for that so,
2: like and share, we have a was it seven, seven pounds of Pete's used Senkos from the last few events. Yes,
3: that's that's right. And they are signed. Each yeah. each Senko is signed individually by Pete. Um, But uh, no, we have a Facebook like and share going on as well. Uh, That's uh, that's over $50 worth of uh, tackle and Bash University gear. Um, all you got to do is like and share tonight's feed, get entered in for a chance to win that. And that pack also includes a uh, a Wego. Um it's a pretty cool little device there. keeps your keeps your accessories charged uh while you're out there on the water. It will jump start your boat. It will jump start your boat. That, that one is... might
2: not, but yes, yeah, some <laughs> of them do. Some <laughs> WeGos will jump start your boat. So that one
3: will jump start start your watch and your and your phone. phone. Yep. <laughs> but that's that's cool. You you never it's a terrible oh, feeling to have one. a to have a dead phone. <laughs> (laughs) battery when you're out on the water so that we go is going to keep you going there um and uh, also guys for a couple questions that we use during tonight's show they're going to get a 25 dollar gift certificate to our guys over at gills gear if you haven't checked them out give them a give them a look uh they make awesome clothes awesome performance wear to keep you cool while you're out there on the water um some of the other companies that we work with Always have great discounts for our subscribing members. And one of the cool ones is Flambeau. Guys, hunting season is right around the corner. If you're a waterfowl guy, you're, th- you're starting to think about September goose decoys. Guys, Flambeau, you can practically double your spread. For 40% off, guys. It, it, it pays to be a Bash University TV member on top of all the other benefits we have with companies like Rapala, Missile Baits, Cash and Rods, Empire Covers, Gills Gear. If you haven't checked it out, get signed up. Now's a great time to join the Bashu family.
1: Go over to the pro member offers on the on Bashu.com and you'll see all of these uh, these great benefits that are available to you guys. And If you're just tuning in, uh, we, we got Andrew Loberg coming on uh, in just a little bit. He's just won an MLF at the California Delta. Uh, really interesting. It's on my bucket list. I've not ever mm. been there. And nice uh, it's such an awesome fishery. Can't wait to hear how that all went down. Um, what Do you want to take some IMs before we go to break, BTC? What do you want to do? Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I I, uh, I got a couple I can go with here for you. Um one of the questions that stood out to me because we're on the flipping topic is uh mr higgs wants to know pete um what kind of situations would you would you use a tube uh a, a flipping a tube in um rather than a senko or a traditional flipping style bait
1: well you know it's great we used to i remember flipping a tube was a big deal uh, you know, back in the 1800s when That's I right. started, yep. the uh, I caught a lunker down on Lake Russell in Georgia, uh, seven Ow. one or something, flipping a tube Ow. when it when it was red hot, and uh, and people have gotten away from that. But here's the here's the bottom line: a tube is a, is a shape that really triggers a lot of bites, and it will draw bites. Like, uh, like when the jig bite is a little bit overbearing, when you need to downsize, that's a great time to be flipping a tube. Uh, that's really why it was designed. I remember Larry Nixon had a great quote. He's like, man, I, when I'm flipping a tube, I just get more bites than I would if I was flipping a jig. And, um, and, and that's one of the big deals of it. It has a spiral fall. It can trigger strikes that way. I like to, fi- I like to flip uh, stick bait a lot. Because when you peg that sinker it does something really cool you would think it goes straight to the bottom but it it it's erratic and it's super fast and um, in August in the hot water months it I like a I like a fast rate of descent but don't sleep on that tube man it's a good flipping bait do you I flip to, a tube
4: I used to I haven't done it in a while but I used to always flip tubes and pads yeah. always. <laughs> You know, why? I,
3: why pad specifically? I don't.
4: I don't know why. One time I picked it up a years ago, and uh, you know, I started doing it. Man, it was like night and day difference. I started catching them. It just goes right through everything you put. You know, you put it yeah. into. Um, I kind of steered away just because I just haven't done it. Yep. You know, huh. I stopped fishing the Delaware River. I stopped fishing local
1: lakes here in South Jersey for the most part. You know, I. You know why I think it is? Why is that? The beaver style bait was the death of the tube. You think so? Uh. I think so. Yeah,
4: that makes sense. I, I mean, think that's usually all I flip now is beaver style baits. Yeah, you know,
1: I think because yeah. it's similar, right? It's short, compact, just like a tube. Yep. It got super popular, and I I think the beaver killed the tube. You know, you, you, I think you're right because that's that's about when the
4: beaver kind of came out when I stopped doing it. Yeah. You know, but it was did I just call it so many fish when I'm doing we it.
2: talk about the beaver?
4: The beaver, Justin. <laughs> the believer.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, tubes.
1: Tubes used to be really bad for uh, hookup ratio.
4: Well. I mean, A lot of, lot of yeah. guys
1: struggle with that, yeah. the, the hookup ratio. You're, you're right, BTC, yeah. and that, that is a problem. I, I used an offset round bend, and I would always come around the tube and skin hook it on Me the too. top or the side. That got my strike to catch way up there where it needed to be. But a lot of guys, like it seemed like the guys that had trouble that were going through right through the central part of the tube using yeah. the EWG style or e, any style, they were having – you know, it's a lot of plastic. Yeah. It gets wadded up on the hook, and uh, yeah. and the, so the strike to catch is a little tricky. JK, tube. you uh, you throw too much.
5: Um, no, I, I wanted to try and apply it. You know, the last two years, I've been on a couple of on water shoots with guys who still have, you know, top level guys who who still win a lot of money on tubes. They just don't like to talk about it. Um, the bit, the thing I'm seeing most is that trocar uh hook that new that tube hook like it it's almost like a circle hook you know it's just called a trocar flipping tube hook um i've seen that a lot um and the guys and i know bill owen did this too he he flips with a wide gap yep they always have the 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 nose of the hook the eye of the hook out they don't tuck it up in the plastic it's always out of the tube you know, so that's the you know the tubes right here and your line ties right here yeah. on your eye, so it's out and exposed. And he said that's a big deal. Um, and then a lot of them will cut the slit in the tube for that wide gap hook to go up in, and then they tuck it you know Texas rig in it, and that gives it an easier play. Um, but I, I do know some guys like that too. But um, yeah, learned a, learned a lot of different tricks uh, on, on these travels. I know um uh, one guy and I won't give his name up. He likes pegging his weight like that much above the above the weight.
3: He reverse and pegs it, 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 puts the peg un- underneath.
5: He reverse pegs it. Oh, no no. He reverse no, no. pegs
3: it, just,
1: it like What are we talking about? No, nah, he just leaves a little room. <laughs> the, no, but, he just leaves, he a, little leaves
5: room. a little room. <laughs> and what that'll do is it causes like the tube to have a really unique fall that he really likes. Yep. It's not like a spiral or anything, but it's good for pitching heavy cover and stuff. And, um, I'd like to, I'd like to get into it. I mean, it seems like every time I hear it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I was meaning to try that. We saw Jason Christie go nuts at, uh, Neely Henry this year with a tube and he didn't want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. the camera only was on him the final day, you know, but, that's like he had a big second or third day and caught some pictures of that tube that he was flipping and he was getting 17 bites to everybody else's one with that thing while everybody else was swimming a jig just turned out that he he you know he didn't win but he he made a run at it
1: well it's a great shape and i think it's it's underutilized so the fish aren't seeing it anymore yeah. it used to be the dominant flipping yeah. tool
2: well the other thing about it is uh if you're if you're balling on a budget Dude, there's no cheaper flipping bait <laughs> than a tube. You can get a big old bag for like two fifty. Yep,
1: a hundred, a hundred count for seven bucks. Yeah, tubes yep. are cheap. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Great question though. I'm talking about the tube again. And there's some
2: guys that do some mods to them, thinning the skirt out and.
1: Yep. Well, of course you can dye the skirt. It's, yeah. You
2: know, I, I fished with Milliken when he was here, and and he's got a tube that he's super super confident in, and that was his that's right. deal, on pegged, and he was trimming out about probably two thirds of the tentacles on it. Right. Right. And it, was, it was just that's how he wanted it. Yep. Matter of fact, um, our buddy from Tin Cup, Luke, Luke Foley, big still flips the tube a lot.
1: Yeah. And he's out there competing. Yep. On stuff. Yeah. The tu- The tube's uh. The tube's in good shape. Is there another IM question before we go to break?
3: Uh, Yeah, there is. Uh, Team No Fish, Pete, wants to know um, how much do you think uh, having a very short practice uh, helped you in your tournament um, to kind of stay open and and, and lucid and just kind of, you know, move with the fish?
1: You know, uh, I don't know if having a short practice helped me, but it it – focused me i i guess is what it did is like because when you have such a short practice you you like okay well i really wanted to go offshore and look for smallmouth off of danza points and and rocks and stuff but i don't have the time i i can't do i can't do that now so that's off the table you know um there's you start eliminating stuff that um that's just not there's no time for so i got a couple bites and recognizing i've just got a couple hours to explore that so let me just go down this path and uh so it just helped it helped me focus you know um and and go to my strength but it's those short practices are uh it's uncomfortable have you ever have you been forced into a short practice situation before it's it makes me uncomfortable like uh Uh, man
4: i i i'll say i'll there's been so many times over these last three years where the first day of my official elite series practice, like I'm on them. And then it changes after that. Oh uh, yeah. You yeah. know? So it's like, you know, by, by the time we get to the tournament, four mm-hmm. days later, three days later, that's when it all is starting to change again. Right. I don't know. something about my first day on the water is always a really good day every time.
1: Wow. Practice. <clears throat> so I
4: would well, like to see one day of practice.
1: <laughs> yeah. I want
2: to, I want to uh, ask a follow up question for team. No fish. Okay. Our buddy Andre. What he really wanted to ask you was how much did keeping the baits simple, you know, just simplifying that make it that much easier for you because Andre's in my dang DMs every day sending me different colors of baits and special <laughs> order stuff, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, it, which is awesome. Yep. And he's all about it, but you know, you can get, w- I mean, I've been doing it, getting yep. way too hung up on just switching techniques around and baits around and. You threw one color in your last five events
1: I did I was thrown black and uh i but I won on Cayuga on black, you know uh that so i I feel confident with that. I knew I was in the summertime pattern i knew I was looking for that flipping bite, and i you know that's what i was that's what I spent the majority of my practice time because it takes the longest to find that, and um you know I just i I just came off of Cayuga where I'm flipping. I came off Oneida where I'm flipping. I'm like, I'm gonna. F- I, the only way I'm gonna be successful here is to find this flipping bite. And if I don't find it, I'm going to get shallow and I'm going to fish the dock cover. And that's that's what I'm gonna do. Dude, you're like term. an old John Cox. Yeah. Just everybody else is using forward facing <laughs> sonar, so a lot more people are off the bank. Yeah. A lot more people are so there's less shallow fishing pressure and uh, but I didn't find the flipping bite I did not find it so but it what I still looked for it during the tournament I continued to practice looking for that bite uh, but after a little while I uh, abandoned it and then I went shallow and I was rewarded immediately so mm-hmm. I knew exactly yeah. how I was going to fish the rest of that tournament you know but uh, but sure practices sure practice really pushes you into a shallow water bite you know.
4: Yeah, I would say so. Like your strength, you know, whatever yeah. your, your yeah. strength is, pushes you pushes you
1: to your strength. You to your strength. Yep. absolutely right. Yep. And I was bummed out because the first spot I stopped at, uh, gray buck was on, and um, not on it, but like I was fishing the grass point. Gray was like, I don't know, 400 feet of water you know <laughs> 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 could be <laughs> and sean mckee was there in, in in another boat but gray buck and another boat were out there and um and that's one of the patterns i wanted to look for is that deep deeper smallmouth bite and i watch gray put two nice smallmouth in the boat um literally like i don't even know how tournament it day? derby day yeah okay yeah we all started on the same point uh but i was fishing in Twelve feet of water. They were, I, they were fishing in. I don't know if their sonar could find the bottom. Uh, <laughs> how far? I idled across Cayuga. It was great, and I, I sent a video to to my son because uh, it's it's not often you see water that deep. Because I was in three hundred and eighty nine feet.
0: That's deep. And
1: I'm like, I'm I'm like, I'm finding four hundred. And so I kept driving around until it till my uh, hummingbird, you know, touched four hundred feet on well, practice. Own um, pra- um, practice day. a Short yeah. practice day Yeah my yeah. short practice didn't, oh, okay. didn't have enough time uh, Keep checking <laughs> things uh, Hey Jay
2: Come <laughs> out here Looking for 40 <laughs> feet Daddy's got you <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna find it Son
1: That's awesome Hey that's your fishing Hey what re- if you found A mega school, re- school out there <laughs> Right
3: <laughs> School of swimmers Out there 200
1: <laughs> That's, that's <laughs> fishing <laughs> Relaxed right yeah. there oh, Yeah it yeah. is <laughs> Oh my
3: god uh, You I know I could just see it. it You got You, you know Got your lunch going You got the screen up Just looking for <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, that was good stuff but you know what's going on out there too is the uh i guess the lake trout guys trolling are around. going berserk yeah. like on saturday they were just it looked like the delaware bay back in the day you know just boats for miles trolling you know? right just trolling or drifting or doing whatever lake trout guys do <laughs> but they uh <laughs> they they were hollering man they, you know, it was like uh, they loaded up on one of the places I was fishing. They were running around the boat, reeling rods and screaming and hollering, dropping f bombs, going all over. You know, going nuts. That's awesome. But but apparently, uh, the, that bite is on fire on uh, Cañada. Right the now. Lakers, the Lakers, Lakers. Yeah. yeah, as well as as well as the big bass. That's
2: where your smallmouth are.
1: Some are. Yeah, they're probably out the there big with them. Uh, yep. Yeah. But like Chris Aldane, I know in the in the Bassmaster the elite tournament there, he he scored well uh, fishing in that deep deeper mm-hmm. zone, yeah. like twenty to forty, yep. maybe sixty. I don't know. We got to talk to Sean McKee. Sean, <laughs> if you're listening, how deep were you fishing out there? It looked it looked to me like a hundred feet. I'm sure he's watching. It. Yeah, well, well, let's catch that commercial break because we're yep. hours past two. Yes. So. Well,
5: let, <laughs> let me go on track real that. quick. One one quick question, Pete. Yes. Thirty
1: fish on Cinco, they were
5: all black Cinco's? Yes. That's awesome. Keep it and simple. You just-
1: uh, well, you know what? Uh uh-uh. uh no. I, I I mixed it up black blue. on occasion and and I brought in that, that laminate that that green weenie laminate. I threw that a little bit, I threw the chartreuse tail around uh, on up. occasion. But um but yeah, it it was, for you know, honestly for me, it, it was all reaction, so it didn't matter. I honest, I probably could have thrown any color. Yeah. because – how's, how's it? Oh, it's not re- well. It's the, fli- the flip, the flipping bite. The flipping bite's reaction was. fume yeah. I mean, I had heavy VMC flipping weights pegged. You know, half and a three. Put a half and a three quarter ounce on a stick bait and see how fast it goes. It's like Tool! It's going super fast. So that's. It was the it was the trigger Putting of the Putting a dent speed. in the bottom. And the other, the exactly the other one was the skip, right? You had to make a skip into no man's land, and that was getting the reaction. So, the color probably didn't matter there either. You know, you just you just had to get it yeah. into their house in in a quiet, fast way, and that probably got that, you know, that bite that way too. So, I I might have been able to get away with different colors, but don't fix it if it ain't broke. You know, yeah.
5: That's, So now that I've heard the story of Cayuga, I gotta ask: Did you start? every tournament day in this heater of a run with two fish for like nine pounds
1: (laughs) it was crazy it happened it it happened at oneida like oneida like you know how (laughs) tough it was it was tough right i go i go to my first area and i'm flipping along 45 minutes go by and i'm i'm looking for smallmouth and it's not happening and um, I'm like, let me go up uh, a little shallower because I was getting some largemouth bites a little shallower. Not much, but the grass was just a little bit. De- so I, I get up off of this point, and uh, and I flip in, and, boom, I load up. And uh, it's just not moving. And I'm like, this has got to be a pike, you know. I'm like, be a bat. And up jumps a 411 yeah. on, on Oneida, you know how hard it was. And, uh, and then on my next cast, I caught a 4-4 on that same spot so yeah i got two fish for nine pounds eight and a half nine pounds there and same thing happened at, at cayuga uh the first hour went by without any success but then i started out with a, a small amount that was four and a half and a large amount that was four so i had two fish for nine pounds in the first hour of that wow. event too so that's going to be my objective moving forward in all the tournaments <laughs> get a five and a four in the boat first two the key was in 25 to 40 feet yeah <laughs> That's what he just said. 25 to 40 feet. Yeah. Wow. It, it, yeah, that point must have rose because, uh, yeah, he was far enough off the bank. I thought it would be deeper. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's good stuff. Thanks, Sean. But, yeah, wouldn't that be cool if we could start out with nine pounds in the boat for two every tournament? I, I hope it, it continues. But uh, great stuff. Great questions. Uh, thanks, J.K. and the IM board. Appreciate you guys. And we're going to take a quick break break we're going to be right back with andrew loberg the winner out on the delta we're going to be talking about man what he did out there punching punching in the grass going excited to uh, learn about that how how he did that in the tidal water what that looked like so uh so stay tuned we're gonna take a quick
0: commercial break we'll be right back after this moment on the water not spent fishing is a moment wasted. That's why Minn Kota and Humminbird have joined forces to bring you the One Boat Network. Products that communicate and integrate to help you take full command of your boat. Born from our commitment to making the most advanced fishing gear even better by making it work together. The One Boat Network will help you find, get to, stay on, and catch more fish. When One Boat Network products talk to each other, they can navigate your boat automatically. They can give you a crystal clear view of what's below with no messy wires. And they can let you lower, raise, and change shallow water anchor modes from anywhere on the boat. But that's just the beginning. We're never done innovating, integrating, and making your boat simpler and easier to control. All so you can make every second on the water count.
4: Tackle Warehouse is proud to sponsor the FLW Pro Circuit and is the official tackle retailer of FLW, providing proven bass fishing gear as well as the newest and hottest tackle. Our friendly and knowledgeable customer service staff can help you every step of the way. And we offer free ground shipping on orders over $50. Tackle Warehouse, everything for the bass angler at the
0: lowest prices, guaranteed. have to be constantly on the lookout for new techniques to stay on the top of my game. Giant. Some have been more giant. successful okay, than others. Giant. The finesse fingernail. Happens every time. The chain gang. Oh, God. Ah! Broke it off. The crow's nest. Never let go. And don't even get me started on tackle management, especially trying to stop rust and corrosion. Peanut butter Hmm, I could. Motor oil. Gotta keep the rust off all these baits. WD-40. got keep the rust off. Silica, toothpicks, Q-tips, the list goes on and on. I'm hard on tackle, I fish fast, I need my tackle organized and protected. I can't be worrying about losing baits to rust. And when it comes to tackle management, there's only one solution. Flambo Tackle Storage Systems with Z-Rust Technology. The original anti-rust tackle box. Uncompromised clarity. Renowned durability. The infused anti-rust option that is FDA safe and free of harmful chemicals. The organization options are endless, but there's only one. One box, one anti-corrosion technology, one family-owned American-made brand, Flambo. Z-Rust Tackle Solutions. Preserve, perform, repeat.